Welcome back, everyone, to That Christian in Recovery podcast. I'm your host, Vernon L., and this is that podcast where we talk about life's problems, and we also talk about the solution to those problems. But if we don't know the solution, we talk about our role in the problem, because I do believe that everyone is recovering from something. Welcome to the Codependent Me podcast. I am your host, Tamala Shaw, and today I have Vernon Lane with us. It is such a pleasure to have you here. I want to say that Vern is a podcast host. He is a certified recovery coach and a minister. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a joy to be here. Oh, yes. All right. I always have to say I met you on Podmatch. I try to give them a shout out, and uh, it's it seems like now every one of my co- my hosts, I mean my uh, guests, are coming from Podmatch, which is a blessing. <laughs> yes. So um, I was so very um, interested in your story when I read it, and I was like, "Ooh, I gotta reach out to him, <laughs> see if he'll come on the show." <laughs> so right. I was very happy when you uh, accepted. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, you know, like you said, uh, I'm a host. Uh, I've got my own podcast, That Christian and Recovery Podcast. I've got over 12 years clean of recovery. There's been a recovery program, but it's been a journey. I started, you know, I come from a big family, five brothers, one sister. I'm the youngest. And, you know, I started using drugs at a very young age, around 11, 12 years old. But I was always, I was always being able to achieve things academic wise, sport wise, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, at a very young age, you drinking, you know, I'm drinking MD 2020 wild eyes rose. And- <laughs> oh, mad dog for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, back then I know something was wrong with me smoking weed and, you know, and, um, and then what happened, it progressed, it progressed, you know, it progressed and it goes on. Then harder drugs came out that I started using that. But by the same token, I'm achieving things. I mean, I'm still striving. I'm still living the American dream, whatever, going to college and things like that yeah. and working for corporate America, you know. Um, but again, it's a progressive thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, I mean, my ex-wife, she always said, why? Why every time you drink, you have to get drunk? You know, and my my answer was, why is I'm drinking? What's, what's <laughs> right. the purpose? Purpose of drinking, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, but then again, you know, you work for corporate marriage, you have this marriage, and you, you know, you're just doing drugs, and it's slowly just going going downhill. And now I don't have no communication skills. You know, I got kids. You know, I mean, one time I was on the phone with my mom's, and she talked about she heard me talking to my kids. She said, Vernon, learn to talk to your kids and not at them, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I, I ain't know nothing about it. I just know, you know, it, it was just something, something about 
the way I communicated, you know, it always bothered me, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I grew up without a father, so so that was real. That was real. It was something I real valued. I valued a lot because I had my first son. I was like, well, 16, 17 years old, mm-hmm. you know. So I go move in. I go move in with his mother. We weren't even together. But <laughs> and I moved in with a, out of fear because I didn't want him to grow up Without. not knowing his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said, you know, she like, well, we ain't even together. I said, well, at least we got to at least try this thing, you know, mm-hmm. and um. Mm-hmm. And, you know, things like that. And I ended up, like I said, I ended up getting married. And then she finally had enough. Okay. She finally had enough. Mm-hmm. After 16 years, she said, you got to go. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe it because she'd been saying it for so long. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, whatever. So she finally, it was over. And, then, and when she put me out, I was on my own. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. You're talking about that codependency. I didn't know you know, that I needed her, even though I was, you know, I wasn't no good. I didn't know. And so, you know, I didn't yeah. know that. Um, so now um, I it's gone because she was taking care of me. Mm-hmm. I went to work, but she was taking care of me. And what, what I mean by that is that all I was doing was paying my half on a mortgage and stuff. And let me tell all the men that's listening to this podcast. Just because you're giving a woman money to pay the bills, that don't mean you being a man or you being responsible. Oh, she still have to make sure they're paid. Mm-hmm. She it's still her responsibility, you know. So, yeah. and then you, I'm using drugs, and I'm coming home late. Then I'm coming home, don't have all the money and all those things. Now you got you talking about a person who never lived on his own. Mm. Oh okay. yeah, because you moved in with them. Yeah, I moved in. So I really don't know how to take care of myself. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of men who don't really know how they, they depend on women, codependency. They depend on them to pay the bills. They depend on them to take care of the home. So that's yeah. what I did. I moved in 16 years old with my first baby mama. Then she put me out. Well, what I do, I moved with my mom. Mm-hmm. Then I met my wife, lived with her. Then I moved, you know, moved back with mm-hmm. mom. I'm always dependent on other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was my journey. Then I hit bottom. We can talk about how I came from bottom later, but yeah, so let like, me yeah, ask another question. you real quick. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have to ask real quick. Okay, so your uh, you moved in when you were 16, and you guys stayed together. You said 16 years. Oh no, so, no, that's just this, this, this the first, not her. Okay, the okay. Second, I mean, that was my girlfriend, baby mom. Okay. Okay, we, okay. we was together for a while, but I don't think it was 16. But I was married. My first marriage was 16 years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were you were an addict during mm-hmm. the marriage, yes? Yeah. You yes. said that she was codependent. So yeah. did you guys hide it? Because I'm, I'm, I'm in my head thinking about, you know, my family and how it was certain things we wouldn't let happen. We wouldn't let anybody see certain things outside of the house. Okay. My grandmother was firm in saying what happens in this house stays in this house. Right. Okay. So right. was she the type to, that, it, you know, you may have on, been on your way to rock bottom, but she made it look like to outside people that everything was good. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So we talk about her a little bit. how she handled it. She tried to control me. Remember the book? It, t- yes. it gave the definition. Mm-hmm. She could try to control me, right? Yeah. And one thing, the last thing an addict want to be is controlled. 
Yes. You know, everything she said to me, you just trying to, that, that was my response. I said, you just trying to control me, you know? And then mm-hmm. one time we actually went to, to see a therapist. I, you know, I went to see her and we listened and I, you know, I got honest in there. I said, you know, I, you know, I smoked this one drug and I need help. And, and she just listened to me. She said, okay. And she looked at me. She said, okay, we know your problem. Now my, my ex-wife, she brought me to this place for me now. Now this is what the therapist said. She said, okay, we know your problem. Then she looked at Max White. She said, now let me tell you your problem. Oh, she was like, wait a minute. Oh, look. It's not what we're here for. <laughs> right. And then she said, my problem. <laughs> Hold she on. Said, and here's what she said. She said, your problem is you trying to control him. Now I've been saying this for years. And you know, codependent, what mm-hmm. we... We try to control people. That's right. In the name of love. Yes. And see, we, we got a name for it. It's called love. We, I love you. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and during that session, this will happen. My ex-wife looked at the lady. She said, you know what? I don't got to take this. She said, Vernon, <laughs> come on. Let's go. And get what I do. I walk around like a little puppy. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's go. <laughs> right, right. She's still controlling, though. She don't even realize. <laughs> and that lady looked at me like, "Good luck." <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's 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 kind of that was my story as well. I'm my first therapist. You know, mm-hmm. I went in not to help, honestly, not to help the relationship, but to prove that he wasn't, you know, doing his part. But he wasn't doing his part because I wasn't allowing him to do his part because I was trying to fix it. You right. know. So as soon as she made my point, I was like, we can go. What's fixed? <laughs> it's fixed. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Wow. So, so did, she, did you guys ever have the conversation or it just got to the point where your addiction got bad and you're like, we, we, we just ended it? Yeah, yeah. That, that's what happened. It just I just started going. It started getting worse and worse, mm-hmm. you know, and um and like, and she just couldn't take it no more. You know what I mean? She just couldn't mm-hmm. take it no more because she couldn't control. She tried her best, yeah. and but she couldn't do it. I had a, I had a real, I had a real problem, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, because I had, I had a problem before and I had stopped on my own for seven years, but I wasn't going to no recovery and stuff. Right. Right. And I thought I could just drink mildly, but, and now I know I'm in recovery. You can't, I can't do nothing. I can't right. do nothing. No coolers, no nothing. Mm-hmm. I got to stay away from all type of, you know, mind altering, mood changing mm-hmm. substance, you know? Yes. And, um, but yeah, yeah, she just found it was enough, enough. And, you know, I just got to give her props to be able to even stick with a guy that long, you know, mm-hmm. to try to make, give me, no, nah, it wasn't happening, you know? So I finally, was gone. I hit bottom. And when I hit mm-hmm. bottom now, I'm in this denial because I can't believe that she really put me out. You know, now I'm this victim. And I'm walking around the hood crying. Ooh, she oh. put me out. You know, and everybody like, oh man, just buy some more drugs. You right. You I was okay. Ooh. I just cried. <laughs> I was just out there. The drugs are fixing. Yeah, I'm trying to medicate. I don't know what to do. Right. Because don't you don't know. realize that, you know, at least you you what you feel is, though, I'll, I just need something to make me feel better now. Yeah. You're not thinking yeah. that when I come down, these same problems are going to be here. Yeah. 
The yeah. same mess is still going to be here. She's not going to make her come back. It's not going to fix anything. Right. 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 So what would what? And I, I just want to be visual. What did your rock bottom look like? If you don't mind oh, sharing. Wow. Oh, no, I don't mind sharing my rock bottom. Look like OK, this, this is the last time I use. Right. For this, for this time, when I, what made me seek recovery, seek some help, when I finally said, God, Jesus, help me, right? I had my own apartment, okay? Because, you know, she made sure I had an apartment. She didn't put me on the street. So I had my own apartment. That was nice. Yeah, right, right, right. Right. I had, I had my own apartment. I had all the furniture because, you know, I was mad at it. Give me all this stuff. I'm going to give me everything, you know? So I'm, I tell you, she said, Tanya, just go. You, you know you messed up when a woman just wants you to go. Take everything. Yeah, and I'm, just- yeah, and I'm, I got all my homies, you know what I mean? We grabbing stuff, taking everything. I even tried to take the dog. And the dog <laughs> sat there, and he like, you know what? And he just looked at me. I said, come on, man. And he sat there like, bro, she putting you out. She ain't putting me. I'm good. So I said, bro, I said, boy, you, uh, you. <laughs> the dog didn't even want to come with me. You know, I'm fed. Oh, I'm the one fatty. You know, so, right. so, yeah. so anyway, I'm at, I'm in my apartment, but that the, the denial was deep. So every time I come home, because, you know, we just put the furniture in the apartment. Mm-hmm. I never straightened it up because in my mind, I'm going back home. So, yes. so I'm coming in the house and I see it. And so I open the door, I like, ah, now shut it and go back to using drugs again. Oh, right. Wow. That's that's where it was at. So now I'm used. I'm used. I'm losing weight. Then I finally walk in there one time and I and I look in the mirror and uh, mm-hmm. my cheeks was there, my shoulder bones. I didn't know who I was looking at. I had a big white patch on my chin. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I was oh, just, I looked like a hot mess. I was dirty, stinking. Um, you know, I was an addict. Right. And, you know, I, yeah, I was just an addict. And finally, I, like I said, I remember what my mother said. And I said, just God help me. Then, you know, I had been up like three or four days. Yeah, then I finally went to sleep and I slept for two days. But yeah, that's how my rock bottom looked, just to the point that I just didn't even, I didn't even know who I was. And I was just tired. And they say, that's a really, now looking back, that's a good place to be in when you get tired. And I had got tired. Yeah. 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 Cause it, it could have, you know, I hate to say this, it could have been worse. You yeah. know? Um, yeah. So when you, after you slept those two days, you asked yeah. God, you know, to help you, what was your next steps? My next step, he sent a recovering addict to help me. Okay. So I'm working for corporate America. Okay. Work for corporate America and, I, and I'm blaming everything. I'm this victim now. Once you put it in mind, I'm this victim. I'm a victim at work. I'm a victim at street. She put me out. Now I ain't saying nothing about me spending all the mortgage money. I ain't saying that part. I'm just, I'm just she put me she out. She put me you know? out, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm this man, right? Gotta stay so focused, now, right? Right. <laughs> so I'm at work, and we have this contractor. Now, one thing about us in recovery, we won't, we can't. I can't tell another person that they're an addict, but what we do, we know the behaviors. So this contractor, he doing, he he doing insulation at our company, and he watching me, mm-hmm. and he know the behaviors. So now he began to reach out to me. You know, he'd be tra- trying to be my friend, right? So, you know, the, to the point that he, um, we get became friends. He even got cool with my mom. 
So he was cool. Yeah. So he's trying to be friend, but I'm I'm at bottom now. So I'm looking mm-hmm. at him as a, a lick. I'm like, dude, a lick. Yeah, he reached a heat of lick. So let me go ahead and get what I can get. But see, you know, I didn't know that he was a recovering addict. So he knew not to give me no money. Right. So I said, yo, man, I need some cigarettes. Get back down, smoke a cigarette. Yo, man, I need some cigarettes. He said, okay, I, I get, you know, I, I come, I come get you some, um, pack of cigarette. I said, no, nah, man, I need the money. Oh, I'm hungry. I bring you some food. Mm. I need some gas. I, well, I come over, we we'll go get some gas. He never gave me money. Mm-hmm. Never. You know, so now I'm getting mad at him. And, you know, I said, you don't understand, man. This divorce and stuff. And then she talking about divorcing me. And he said, and he just looking at me like, okay, okay. Then finally just, you know, kept reaching out, reaching out to me. And just, and he wouldn't give up. This oh, wow. man would, I'm talking about like he was on a mission. And he wanted me to the, yeah, he took me to the treatment place. My wow. first, I went to the Salvation Army. He took me there. He's yeah. You know, all I had was a bag. That's it. <laughs> Just a bag, a couple of clothes, and that was it. I ain't had nothing. Right. Mm. He took me there. Then finally, I start you know getting into recovery, and I you know I start going to meetings with him, and then I heard, heard him share, and I looked at him. I'm like, oh my goodness, he knew every. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> he he's knew like, it. Can't play yeah. a player, baby. I got yeah. you. I know what's going on. Okay. <laughs> and this and I and I thank him too. I don't see him as much, right? Yeah. But I thank him all the time. I asked him, I said, man, what? Why you why you were so determined, you know? Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. says, I just knew if I put you around recovering people, you would be all right. That's what he told mm-hmm. me. He said, I just knew you. I knew your heart. I knew you were a good mm-hmm. person. I know your mama. I just had to get you around good people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's how I got to, to recovery. That's beautiful. It's, yeah. you know, he, he wanted to make sure that you got around. Well, they, what they say? Iron sharpens iron. There it is. Sometimes, yeah. you know, if you don't, if you, if you're not in that realm, you know, it's all about your tribe, you know, if yeah. you're, you're going to be around like people. So he knew if I can just guide him over here. There it was. He's going to be, you know, it was sent for God. Because once he did that, he went on about his life. Wow. I mean, it ain't like he always tried to call me or he did nothing. He's right. like, that was like God had specifically gave him that mission. Get him to Love recover. Oh, that is good stuff. Yeah. So you are now 12 years clean. Yes. 12 years. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That's beautiful. So you have the podcast. That mm-hmm. Christian in Recovery podcast. That's just a beautiful name. I love that. Thank you. Um, I want people to make sure that they get out there and it's it's on like Apple and all of the different platforms. Uh, all of them. Yes. Yeah. Now I'm gonna say it again for the people. That Christian in Recovery podcast. I love it. There it is. And then you are a certified recovery coach. I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it is nothing like helping someone or someone being helped by someone who's been there. Yes. That is, yes. that's, that's big. So, right. um, if you don't mind, tell people a little bit about what you do, how you do it. If it's one-on-one, whether you do group coaching. Okay. Yeah. I use, I just, right now I just do one-on-one coaching. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of my clients reached out to me because they heard my podcast you know, then some of them come, you know, at me through thumb, t- thumbtack, 
Okay. And uh, yeah, yeah, I got a uh, profile there, and um, and I just you know I just mainly but the podcast I just and they they reach out to me, but yeah, I just do one on one coaching, and I you talk about a passion, you talking about a calling. It's just mm-hmm. there's nothing like waking up, you know, knowing your life have a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, knowing your life have a purpose. But um, but also I want to talk a little bit. You don't mind me talking about my wife now. Absolutely. <laughs> right, right. Let's talk about her. I, I, I gotta talk about my wife, right? Yes, I, I met her it. in recovery. I met my wife in recovery, right? Now I'm a mess. I'm talking about a hot mess. Don't want nothing to do with nothing. I don't want nothing to do with no woman. And I took my brother went with me. I want you know, I told her I don't want no woman. First day I'm in recovery, my wife sitting there giving me the eye. <laughs> so the first my, day. First day. So I tell my brother, I said, man, what's wrong with Slim? Young man, she keeps staying at somebody. He said, I think she liked you, man. I said, but I told God I don't want no woman. Mm. This is what I told. And he told me that. He said, but you didn't tell her. Mm. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Hello. Right. You know, and, and I'm at my lowest. There's nothing like a man that don't have no self-esteem. I didn't have low self-esteem. I didn't have no self-esteem, you know. And um, and I say all that everyone want to talk about it because she's a big part of my recovery. I love See, it. There's there's nothing like a woman who really knows you. See, mm-hmm. she know me. So all that old fake stuff, <laughs> she know me, you know. And right. uh, and then she know my struggles, right? Mm-hmm. She know my struggles. She know triggers. She'll say stuff like, "Have you prayed?" You know, just mm-hmm. little bit stuff. Hey, you call your sponsor. You know, and little stuff like that. So it's real. It's, and everyone say it's real good to have someone that really know you on mm-hmm. a deeper level. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. But when people see me and my wife, they see how how much how friends we are. Cause we always laugh when you know mm-hmm. our kids say, "Y'all don't need act like husband wife." Cause we just be tripping, you mm-hmm. know. But see, what they don't know, they don't know I struggle. Mm. See, they don't know that. See, they don't know that, you know, she went back out and used. Then mm-hmm. I went back out and used. And now we trying to have a relationship mm-hmm. as using addicts. Okay. Right. And she don't mind me sharing this stuff because she know it help people. Because right. a lot of people, and, and what made me want to say this is that I suffer from addiction. I don't recover. I'm not recovering from drugs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Drugs is just a symptom. Okay, that's all it is. It's just a mm-hmm. symptom. Okay, it can mm-hmm. be drugs, it can be pornography, mm-hmm. it can be eating. Yes. See, there's really something down inside me that needs to be dealt with. Right. And what, what happens is that you go to recovery and usually what happened, this is what I have done. I put the dope down, but I picked up the woman. Okay, now I'm using my woman to fulfill my codependency. Mm-hmm. I, I really want her to treat me like my mama treated me, right? Mm-hmm. See, my mama mm-hmm. cooked all the time. So now I'm putting these expectations on her. Mm-hmm. My mama, when I did good around the house, I need her, my wife, to tell me good job. Because if she don't tell me good job, now I walk around this house pouting like a little kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so, you know, mm-hmm. in recovery, you learn where all this comes. Why is I'm a grown man and acting like a child? And again, to your listeners. If your woman tell you you acting immature, you acting like a child, nine times out of ten, they own something. You might want to mm-hmm. take a look at that. 
you know, and uh, but yeah, so so we went through that and they taught us in recovery. This is not a buddy buddy plan. Y'all got to recover on your own. Got to stand on your own. Yeah. And what mm-hmm. happened? She suggests like, look, this ain't working. And I was scared again. Remember where I come from? She said, you need to go get your recovery. I need to go get mine. And if it was meant for us to be, we'll be together. Ain't no man trying to hear that. (laughs) You my woman. (laughs) What's wrong with you? (laughs) So, yeah, and that's how it happened. And we end up, you know, she went her way. I went mine. But we came back and we've been together since 16 years. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. So, um, oh my gosh, you know, I don't, you, you rarely hear that. Yeah. You're, you're willing to, you know how they always say, if you let someone go back, they were yours. Mm -hmm. If they don't, they never were. You guys actually let go and came back. Yeah. But I ain't want to. Don't make sure your listeners hear that. I wasn't trying to hear that. (laughs) I was scared. Yeah, (laughs) because you had lost in your past. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that 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 was that trigger, that fear. Like, wait a minute, this didn't work out for me in the past. Right. So how is it gonna work now? I that that yeah, I totally understand. And and what I did, I tried to run back to mom. Mm. But she said no. Now she put yeah, she said, get your own. Nice. And here's the thing, I got my own. And Mm -hmm. it was a it was just, just a little efficient like thing but Mm -hmm. here let me tell you what it done for me there was nothing like coming home to your own little apartment and my self-esteem began to right i'm feeling yeah right so now i go get another apartment right Mm -hmm. two three bedroom (laughs) now she come over there and that's how she she is shoot i'm coming live with you (laughs) okay oh i gotta go check on my man honey (laughs) now she coming on moving with me you know oh, and then, that's how it happened. yeah and then um and then we the next thing you know we're looking for a home oh right that's so beautiful we're looking for a home and um and she found a spot on a golf course right oh, then i'm like yeah. i said i said what make you want to get us a house on a golf course she said, you said you want to play golf when you retire. Oh, yeah. Come through yeah. future. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, so now here we are watching God, two, two recovering addicts, watching God build us a home from ground up. Thank you.